Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usedbookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome in episode 32. This is always backwards, so I think it looks right on YouTube if you're watching over on YouTube. Reseller's Mindset Podcast. Today's episode is an exciting one. It's kind of been boiling up inside of me for the past two or three weeks. So the topic today is going to be stop crying about reselling and do something about it, right? I don't know what it's been for me personally as a YouTuber. So I kind of, I get all the YouTube reselling stuff in my feed, whether I'm subscribed or not. So if I just go on YouTube and go to the homepage and scroll, most of it's going to be related to reselling. And in the past, I would say, you know, the past month, or it's been nothing but people complaining that sales are down and that it's not like there's no, I guess, res like responsibility, right? Nobody's owning it. It's always like, hey, eBay's not working. And this is why I am broken living under the underpass. And I think it's the complete opposite here. So I'm going to throw it over to you, the eBay guy, because I will say there is there is a little bit of whining about Amazon right now as well. We'll get into that. But there's not as a lot of YouTube Amazon people as there is eBay YouTubers. So uh, eBay sales are down. The site is broken. I'm dead broke, JB. What are you seeing out there as a full-time eBay seller? What I'm seeing out there is there's some hanky stuff going on with eBay at the moment. I mean, we saw some of that last month. It's been very glitchy this month. I think they're doing updates. Um, one of them is actually pretty cool. Um, now on the front end when you're scrolling, there's a slider for the photos on some listings where you don't even have to click in to see all the photos. So you can see all the photos before you actually go in the listing. That's neat. But in doing so, they broke a lot of things like with sending invoices and stuff. Like some of these invoices I can't send because it's like, you can't. I'm like, thanks. I want my money, but I can't. Um, now, we're in the month of May now. And you all have heard this if you've been around for a moment. There's a thing we like to call summer slowdown. And the key word there is slow down. So your sales are going to be slower. I hope I made my point in saying slow. Um, so that's just that's just a thing. I mean, it's a seasonality thing. Now, you can prepare for that uh, as a book and a movie and a CD and other type of media seller. You can maybe increase your listings, get more hooks in the water. That's not my quote. That comes from Daily Refinement, full credit given. There you go. That, But I like to quote it because it's very accurate. And what that means is if you don't get it, the more things you have listed, the more chances you have to sell things. That death pile, instead of shopping a whole lot more, sit your butt down and list a lot more during these slower months. Um, if you're an eBay person, um, that's going to help. I mean, even if you're building up your draft bank, that'll allow you time to go out and source more for Amazon if you're that dual platform seller. Um, some other nonsense. Um, the platforms are going to update. I think uh, even Amazon had an update recently on their homepage. Again, we all hate that, right? So you got to relearn the layout again because once you get used to it, they seem to change it. I got uh, I got something for you, right? I'm in. I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna throw the complaints I've seen at you, and you have to respond. You got to give me like an answer. Of, now I did promise Mike I would try not to swear a lot, mm -hmm. but 
Here we go. Let's go, Mike. Johnny B, my listings are getting no views, no organic views. Why? What is going on? Well, person who shall not be named. Well, either there's something wrong with your listing and you should go take a look at that to see if there's any corrections you need to make. Maybe you misspelled your title. Try fixing that. Or maybe you have a stock photo. Maybe upload some real photos. Or you priced yourself out of the market. What is that thing really selling for? And if there's nothing wrong with that and you're not getting organic traffic, well, it's not a non-desirable item. And maybe you should crank up the gosh darn promoted listings, mother trucker. That you kind of just hit on a good point, right? You kind of you're already knocking all the points out the water. The first one you said was the summer slowdown. And before I even got on this Zoom call with you, Dev said, don't people realize, you know, there's seasons to selling like this is her slower season, right? So if she has a slow day. Yeah, it sucks. But like, that's part of it, right? You, it's not, you know, Q4. It's not the pandemic time. Do you think it's kind of you think it kind of ties into a lot of people jumped on the reselling train when it was, you know, the highest it's ever been during the pandemic times. And now all of a sudden, this is like, this is the reality of it. And I maybe people can't accept that this is the reality of it. It's never going to be like it was. I mean, there might be another anomaly, you know, sometime down the road, but this is it. No, absolutely. They got that false expectation. If you joined at the height of reselling where government was handing out free money, free money even to start a business there were people that took those business loans and took trips and bought boats and all kinds of things they didn't really pump back into business but even on the consumer side you got everybody here got a check in the mail two checks in the mail you know what happened a lot of people spent money and that was that was a nice time to be in but now I ain't, uncle sam ain't putting out free money to everybody in the mailbox and uh well people got less since they can't add it to their normal money so this is normal i think another thing is very very important is that you know i've heard it from daily refinement if if you're selling things that aren't desirable it doesn't matter and with media i mean we're kind of the the bottom tier right besides like used clothing that is just junky brands yeah. um at least people you know with media it's a book maybe they have an interest in an author or something but like if you were you know if you were selling PS5s, PlayStation 5s, you would sell every single one every day if it was priced right and the listing was done correct. So I think that the problem is people are just listing junk stuff that nobody wants. Right. I mean, if you and I sung up um, iPhones or gold bars, and they use this in daily refinement group all the time as examples, they're going to sell every day. They're going to sell every day. Now, singing up, uh, what do we got here? outward bound thing it may sell in 90 days it ain't gonna sell the same day it may sell in 180 days but i list a lot to account for these longer tail items that's the thing if you're if you're dealing a lot with mike likes the term slow movers and it's a great term if you're dealing with a lot of slow moving items list more of them so eventually when you're you got a bigger store it doesn't seem like they're slower movers even though they may have been listed for a long time but you have enough of them where you're selling a couple three four five every day that's my store at the moment all my items are impulse buys essentially and i have really high promoted listings so they get more eyeballs because the thing with these things they got really cool covers you got to see it to want to buy it the story may be junk 
but it's got a cool cover, thus making it have some desirability once seen. You got to see it, though. And how do you see it? Well, you promote it to be seen. I listed 50 items a day for this past month, and nothing is selling. So the problem is that people need instant gratification, right? If if somebody's going to list 50 items a day, in their mind, they think they're going to sell 50 items a day. Right. Now, that's the thing. Um, I mean, the big thing is eventually you will sell as many as you're listing. But that takes a long period of time in eBay land, like a couple of years. Because uh, eBay wants you to be consistent. So if you drop the ball, well, it may push your timer back slightly. Um, and that's the thing. People usually are inconsistent. Like they may have done it perfect 50 weeks out of 52, but maybe they took two weeks off. Well, eBay takes note of that. And um, well, your store is broken for a little while. Now you're back on the game repairing your store. So you got to build that trust with eBay again. And by trust, I mean, prove to the algorithm that you will be consistent. All right. So somebody that has slow eBay sales right now, or maybe, you know, one of the, one of the crybabies out there that's like, I'm not getting those sales. eBay's not showing my stuff to customers. I tried finding in my listing and it's not there. Give me some tips and tricks how somebody, a crybaby like myself just was, would fix that. Well, you can try running a sale. I mean, there's different sales options with uh, markdown sales and coupons. You could do a percentage uh, seems to work pretty well or a buy something, get something free. Um, there's a lot of models. You can go through eBay's book selling. Just type in book on eBay and see what other people are selling at. Um, you may want to look at a bigger store. I mean, it's usually buy something, get something works, but I've experimented with a percentage off and that works i use both actually i use a markdown sell with for my percentage which are my 500 oldest items so they're just marked down essentially um and then i and then i do a buy something get something free coupon and that also works it doesn't work every day but it does work to help churn the wheels essentially and another thing you could do is look at your pricing i mean in theory, it'll sell for what you have it listed for if you did your research on the product. But if you go slightly more that's gonna, or slightly less on the actual price, that's going to look like a deal to the person who buys these things every day. And they're going to snipe it up, even with no sale or no coupon attached to it. Now, I'm not saying race to the bottom kind of deal, but look at the numbers. Look at what you're selling. The biggest thing about what we do, you got to know what you're doing. So once you know what you're doing as far as know, understanding your market, you know what knobs and dials to twist and turn to make it move when you need it to. Like if I if I got hit like with a medical bill, I'm having a fire sale in my store to make up for my medical bill. Um, I have that option and I have the knowledge and wherewithal to know, okay, well, I, I need 10 extra grand this month, 50% off sale, here we go. That's how to do it. Do you think a lot of it comes from the majority of sellers on eBay being part-time? No, because I know plenty of part-time successful people that also have a real job. Um, they work their nine-to-five, and they still do this part-time and make a full-time income off their part-time effort. So and you're they, telling me people just – why are you saying that? You're just saying people don't know how to use eBay as a reselling business, and that's why they're not getting their results overall. Like That's just basically what you're saying, right? 
Yeah, I'm saying people don't know what they're doing because they don't put the time, energy, and effort in to know what they're doing. If you if you are if you haven't taken the time to learn your platform, I would say take a step back, put your foot off the gas for a moment, learn what you're doing. If you need a day because you're just time crunched, well, first I would tell you you need to figure out a schedule to give allocate yourself some time. But if you can't if you can't do that and are incapable. I'm saying break your store for a moment, take the necessary time to make the adjustment, and then go back at it with the full understanding of what the platform does. It's yeah, such I'm a saying break your store to learn your platform. That's what it's, I'm saying. It's such a difference, right? Like the eBay to Amazon, it's it, they're two completely different beasts, right? Like the 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 way you have to treat eBay, the the tools eBay gives you that you basically have to use to stand out. Um, that's all knowledge base. You have to like learn that. And like before you came along, like I didn't even know how to run a sale or do bulk edits or anything like that. And I mean, I would say that a lot of people that sell on eBay have no idea these features exist. Like you send in coupons to people that follow the store. Like that's like that's that's what separates kind of like the hobbyist part time wannabes to the actual people that treat it like a business, whether you're you know, part-time or full-time. I think there's a huge difference between those, but you get a lot of the whining that come from the people that are, are the hobbyists and the part-timers that are just like, well, I'm not selling nothing and I'm going to, I'm going to cross this. And, but then the part-timers that are, you know, like you're talking about that take it as a business, they still get results. Right. They get better results than some people that do it quote unquote full-time because they know what they're doing. They understand the options available to them. And it's like that knob dial thing I was talking about. And I just recently, because I wanted to know, I took a look at some larger stores than me that are in books to look at their follower count specifically. And it was amazing how many more followers I had than they did. And then I, then I, does that translate into sales? Now they're selling slightly more than me, but when their store is six, eight, 10 times, Slightly more is garbage in comparison. That's because they, and I also noted, I also followed them. And I haven't got, for those people that had lower follower counts, I haven't gotten a single coupon from them or a single newsletter from them. They aren't using the tools. They could be making so much more money if they did. I think you should start selling an eBay course for like $10 million a month. No, all I'm going to say is go, go get your college education over a daily refinement. Mike, I don't have the time for that. You know that. I, I can't afford you, unfortunately. Daily refinement is the eBay. There's there's no there's no touching, you know, the information them two guys have and all of the sellers in that group have. Um I'm I'm sure that you know they kind of you know they see it all the time, right? Somebody new joins and the first thing they ask is, Well, I'm not getting no sales. Like, how can I fix this? Now, I'm curious though, like you kind of just hit on people that are full time, right? Full time with oh, yeah. air quotes, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so like your full-timers that you're calling out are just people that list a lot and they consider that full-time. Is that what, is that kind of like the spot you're blowing up here? Is like, I'm full-time. I listed 50 items a day. So that makes me full-time, whether the listings are good, whether I'm selling anything, I still consider myself full-time because I'm listing all of these items. Yeah. I'm saying listing for listing sake and not knowing what you're doing is a bad way to do it. I'm saying that. I agree 100%. I don't, your listings have nothing to do with it, right? You could be full time and list one item a day that you make four hundred dollars off of, right? I mean, there's there's so many different ways. Right. You can you can 
I'm not saying everybody who lists in volume doesn't know what they're doing. I mean, I look at the, I know a lot of media sellers that do the scanning listing and they list in bulk, but they know what they're doing. Like we had Jared on recently. He lists way more than I do a day, but he does know what he's doing. Oh yeah. He, he 100% understands the business model. And I think we, we almost get lost. I feel like once you start going down this eBay hole and you're just listing, 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 you really don't care about the quality. You really don't have a direction of your store, right? You're not, maybe you're not fully niched down or you're not taking advantage of things like, you know, like you do, right? We even have, we even have the link in the YouTube descriptions for to like, that's the only link I was like, Hey, you want me to put the link to your eBay store so people can go follow your store? Like you're just, you're kind of breaking the mold of people that have been doing this for a while that just got complacent with the platform. Right. I mean, I got told recently that maybe I shouldn't be giving away so much information, but then I thought the information I give, no one's really going to do what I do by and large scale. And even if a couple came along and did what I did, I'm okay with that kind of competition because it's low end. What I do is really hard and really time uh, intensive. And I'm changing things up slightly. I mean, I've spoken about it. I'm going to try to target more higher end items, but I'm, I'm still going to probably sprinkle in some lower, faster moving items that don't meet that model because I know that. Like, I think you and I were even talking about Stephen King. I'm probably still going to pick up Stephen King, even though I know his items aren't worth a whole lot by and large. They just move fast because people like to read Stephen King. Um, but am I going to do the same thing with James Patterson? No, because I know James Patterson doesn't really fit my pricing bubble, but I know Stephen King certainly does. But even then, he's still on the lower end of my low bottom pricing point that I have mine at. But again, I know what I'm doing in the niche I'm doing then. But to, to people out there who are, well, to, circling back to what I was saying about giving away too much information. I mean, I think there's a, there's a difference between steering someone in the right direction and telling them line by line of exactly what I do. And I don't really do that. Um, maybe I do that here and there, and that's a few golden nuggets for people, but I don't do that in large. People ain't going to do this, do it anyway, right? People are not going to take most people aren't going to do what I do, so I don't really mind. I mean, I've been pushing this book selling stuff for years on YouTube. I literally have no secret thing that I keep to myself, right? It's all out there. It's just people don't take action or initiative, and they expect to get, you know, you can't get the used book guy results if you're not out there sourcing, you know, five days a week, if you're not sending in stuff every single week, and it's the same with you, you can't get JB results. If you're not listing, you know, over 20 books every day, if you're not taking advantage of the the tools, the platforms give you. And with eBay, it's so important to, it's not Amazon. You have to, you got to do these things yourself. And that kind of brings me to the next thing is a lot of these part-time hobbyists, uh, crybabies, they say, well, you can't do that, right? I can't run a buy one, get one free sale if I have Louis Vuitton bag and, you know, a pair of coach shoes and, you know, a Nike t-shirt like that doesn't doesn't work. I mean, you're right. It wouldn't work. Um, but maybe you're paying too much for those used items. But even if you're a guy getting them new, well, maybe if you buy a larger percentage of them, you could get a bulk deal. Um Louis Vuitton, that's kind of hard. Maybe you should reevaluate. Well, if I can only get X amount of Louis Vuittons a month, maybe it's like three. 
how can I make those three sell within the month so I can run my business? Or maybe you add on to Louie. Okay, Louie's great, but I know Louie is going to be a longer tail item. And it's going to sell for big money when it does. But maybe I niche down to some mall brands so I can supplement while I'm waiting for Louis Vuitton to sell. You can you can diversify your own store. You just got to take a moment and think, just like me. I mean, I do a lot of paperbacks, but I know I if I focused a little bit of my effort into more antiquarian stuff, because I see that stuff often, I just don't know a whole lot about it. But if I take some time to put some knowledge base into it, then I would know a lot about it. Then I know what I'm looking at, and then I know what to buy, and then I can list more. So there's that. Do if you're selling on eBay, it, it's got to be yes or no. You can't you can't can't walk the line here on this question. Do you have to promote your items? No. If you're in a market that needs no promotion, don't promote. Uh, if you're in a market that needs promotion, then promote. And you can even do it by item base. Now the thing is, if you, <laughs> I I I paid paid the price on this because I didn't know what I was doing. Here's a mistake I made, and I hope to save a few of you some time. If you flatline put a promotion on all of your items like I did, and then decide to raise it, can't really go back down without huge repercussions. You can go back down, but I'm letting you know eBay is a very spiteful mistress, and they don't like losing money. So I went from I went from ten to fifteen percent promoted listings as an experiment. Come to find out, because I didn't ask this question before or let anybody know I was doing this, but come to find out once I did have some questions that if I went back down to ten percent, I'm probably looking at one to three months of a broken store. That's how spiteful eBay is. So I cannot go down. I'm stuck at fifteen percent. That's okay, because with my experiment, I planned to have margin with that 15%. So it's okay, um, and I'm going to compensate that a little bit by turning the stamp on for my store. I'm going to start charging for shipping, and that'll help out a little bit. 5% um, doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is. If you, I didn't see a 5% growth in sales by me doing that. I saw a little bit of an increase. I still see a little bit of an increase, but it wasn't. Well, if I'm selling X at 10%, then I'll sell one third as much at 15%. No, that's not how that works. I got a, I got a huge problem with people when they when they cry that they're not getting sales, uh, whether it's eBay or Amazon. And it's, do you not see the, the environment around you, right? Everywhere you go, everything costs more money. So in turn the average consumer has less money for fun items or, you know, a lot of us are selling, you know, short clothes are a necessity, but still, you know, somebody's not going to go spend $50 on a vintage shirt if they need to get food for their family or gas for the car to get to work. I think we have to realize kind of the environment we're in. So the fact we're complaining that sales aren't happening in the times we're kind of going through right now, in, in the country, it's almost like, have you not gone grocery shopping? Like, have you not gone and filled up your gas tank? Like, everything costs so much money right now. So people are spending less and less. Um, me and Deb even have taken different steps to kind of cut some bills outside of the house, like grocery bills and gas and things like that. And we're not spending as much on like collectibles and, you know, things like that. And that's another thing, right? Collectibles were so hot. 
And now all of a sudden it's kind of starting to cool down, right? The vintage market's coming down, the card market's coming down and people are acting like it's the end of the world. Like, I think it's, I think the market's correcting itself and it's not a downturn when it comes to reselling. Right. No, you're absolutely right. People are making about the same amount of money. Prices have gone up, as you mentioned. But we have this thing called the news cycle. And the news cycle can last three months, six months, or a year. It's going to last a year, in my opinion, or more of the current thing. I think Social Security just hit the news cycle. We're talking about getting rid of that. That's going to freak people out. Everybody's going to spaz at that. If that higher age bracket that are getting Social Security. Oh, no. Got to watch our pennies. They're talking about getting rid of Social Security. That's two extra $2,000 less I'll get a month. Yeah, people freak out at that, and rightfully so. When you're talking about taking money away from them, you're going to hold on to what you got, and you ain't letting those pennies go. Now, as you mentioned, there's a difference between a commodity or a luxury versus a necessity. Hey, Mike, if it came down to toilet paper and this paperback book, what you going with? <laughs> to pick up my book? No, you're not. You're gonna buy your toilet paper. You're right. It's uh, it's 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 a it's a thin line we gotta walk. And like you said, it's everything now that you like. If you watch the news or you know you're on social media, and all the big stories are like it's fear mongering, right? It's like, oh my god, like. And I'll tell you what, if I if I started fear mongering and doing clickbait YouTube videos, I'd probably have like a hundred k subscribers by the end of the year because people love it it's like they gotta have it it's like their breakfast in the morning like i gotta hear what's gonna blow up today right it's like <laughs> i gotta hear what comet's gonna hit the earth in 2082 today <laughs> like it's kind of crazy to think about but that's the reality and i don't know it's like it's kind of intertwined with the reselling world lately everything is just so negative especially on the ebay front on youtube like a lot of videos are just where are the sales why am i not getting sales uh this person scam me this person scam me ebay doesn't care blah 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 and i was just like um it's kind of why I, I chose this topic today is because so many people are just they don't take the action right like you said if your sales are down go list more source more go back check your pricing right because pricing is such a huge thing in this market if you list, you know, you list something today and you never go back and check the price, for all you know, there could be 30 other people or one other person that has 30 copies of that same item listed for five hours cheaper. And you're never, you just, it's never going to sell. I hate to break it to you. Like, well, you, you lose. sell out, you ain't going to make that sale. Now, <laughs> here's my biggest hack in examining if it's going to be a good week or a bad week. Every morning when I come in, I have a gas station right next to me. Yeah, this big illuminated sign about the price of gas. When I see it go up in a 30 to 50 cent spike in a day period, I know sales are probably going to be bad this week because that affects people's everyday wallet every day. All right. I think I picked on eBay enough. Now I'm going down the Amazon. I'm going down the Amazon rabbit hole. <laughs> um, so people are tanking listings, right? Every day, every single way. The kind of trending topic is uh retail arbitrage online arbitrage you can't make money anymore because there's so many people doing it that don't know what they're doing and it's kind of funny because it brings us back to what we said about ebay right is people don't really understand their businesses and they just they just see sales right and with amazon it's completely different because your sales mean nothing because the fees on amazon are so high like i don't care if you sold a million dollars how much did you make on that it's like what's your profitability like and nobody cares about that in the Amazon space. You go to social media, 
and look up anything that's people talking about their Amazon sales, it's always sales. It's never profitability, how, how much they made profit. It's always, I, 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 you know, I sold five figures this month. I'm a six figure, seven figure, 20 figure seller. Like who cares? And it's, Hey, you can't do Amazon anymore because the listings are tanking. People don't know what they're doing. What am I going to do? Well, guess what? That's the reality of the business, right? You're doing something that anybody else can do. You got to do it better than them. You got to get it cheaper than them. It's all supply and demand at the end of the day. If you got to get it for a cheaper price so you can sell it for cheaper. If me and you are selling the same things and my buy cost is half of yours, guess what? I can lower the price a lot more than you can. So I'm always going to win that battle. Um, what do you think like the, the biggest crybaby Amazon thing you hear not being in the Amazon space anymore that kind of like uh, kind of drives you nuts? I didn't sell enough. I, I did the, the quantity game, but I'm going to circle back just for a sec for what you said. We had a, a joke in corporate world. You know how to make two million dollars or you know how to make one million dollars in this business? You start with two million dollars. It's the truth. That's how you make a million dollars. You spend two million. It's, math doesn't work out. It's crazy to think like uh, the the people that are successful, at least that I know in the OA space, they have they're not just going to Walmart.com and buying something, right? So they they go, they buy a discounted Walmart gift card, right? So you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna save 10%. They're using a credit card to buy that that has cash back. So you're gonna get another two percent, right? So they're already at 12% cheaper than you. They have these Chrome extensions that automatically apply coupons. They're using websites that aren't Walmart, right? They're using these, you know, whatever, these sketchy websites that actually have the product. So it's like, and if they are using any kind of popular website, it's always discounted gift cards. So if you're not doing that, you're already behind by 10%. Like, well, if you got the credit card on there. Right away. You're automatically, I'm automatically losing. Never do 12% less than that person. Never. And and he just gave a small example. There are deeper examples where you can go probably up to 30%. Like oh yeah. Contact Walmart directly because you buy enough, you're gonna go pretty deep in your discount. And the guy just coming in to buy the onesie twosie, you can't compete. I'm sorry. You just can't. I think yet again it's one of those things where reselling was the hot trend and now everybody's trying to jump in and there's so much content out there. It's like, oh, I, I can do this. And then all of a sudden you go spend, you know, five grand on a credit card for Amazon OA and you got nothing to show for it. You might have five thousand dollars in sales on Amazon, but out of that five thousand, you're probably only bringing home maybe a grand if you're lucky, right? The margins are so slim when it comes to that business model, and if we apply that to media, it's just the quantity game, right? It's it has nothing to do really with how much you spend. It's about how much you're sending in, whether you're paying a quarter for a book or ten bucks for a book. You got to find stuff that's going to sell, right? And Thankfully, with Amazon, we have apps that show us that, hey, this sold 20 times in the past six months. Like, so you kind of you have an you know, when you see it, right, it's a it's a 20 sold 20 times in the past six months. You send that in, it sits there for a month. And all of a sudden you're like, why hasn't this sold? Well, how many other people are selling it? It only sold 20 days out of the last 180. So maybe when that sale came around, you weren't the lowest price. And people just send things in and they just expect it to sell like basically instantly. It's, it's com- the complete opposite. I'm going to give you a great example here. I think we've talked about this a little before. Would you pay $1 for a $10? Assuming all things are equal, high sell-through rate or high rank, uh, 
it's going to sell. Let's say the rank's 180, whatever. So would you pay $1 for a $10 Amazon book? Or we'll say 12. 1 to 12. Um, or would you pay $10 for a $50 value book? And all things are equal. Both going to sell. Both going to sell? Then you're going you're gonna to take the higher one, especially with Amazon. Right. Yeah. Right. So even on that end, if you, if you think a little smarter, you can uh, – maybe it's okay to pay up. I've listened to some other higher end uh, media sellers that know with Amazon, and you got to think if everybody's doing this, if they're buying all these one to ten dollar books, leave those behind, go up a tier. All of those books are now yours because not not everybody's sourcing those. I promise. No, and it's it's one of those things where you you have to break the margin, right, with media. You got to sell a media item for at least seventeen bucks for you to start taking home more than Amazon takes home. All this, all these, you know, and I, I've seen it. You know, people have, oh, I got two thousand dollars in sales and my payout was six hundred dollars. Well, what are you selling? If you're selling ten dollar books, you're lucky if you're getting a dollar from that sale after fees and buy. You're definitely not getting a dollar if it's after buy calls and fees and labels and shipping it in you're already losing. So your sales mean nothing. And I think the Amazon world is so focused on, oh, my sales, my sales. For me, it's been completely different this year. I'm like, I don't care what my sales are. If I'm taking home more money than I was last year, that's all I care about. So basically, I, instead of selling, you know, 100K with low volume, low, low profit stuff, $10 stuff, if I sold 75K with higher margins, I would make more money and do less work because it's less items you're touching, less items you're sending in, less refunds, less headaches. So it's like, get out of the mindset of just, oh, well, I can make two bucks, three bucks, four bucks. I don't think that works anymore. And unfortunately, that's all the Amazon space is. People are just trying to chase a dollar, two dollars, and it doesn't make sense. It's a little different in eBay because you can get multi-quantity buys to make up for some of that. Um now, I will say one of my better buys, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I switched my business models. One of my better buys when I first started, I spent $1,800 for 90 Eastern Press books. That was probably one of my best purchases. That was a lot of money, and I was just starting. But I knew what I was looking at. I, the, when I started looking and getting my book knowledge, I knew Eastern was one of those automatic pickup brands. But I... I did not want to spend the money. I was really hesitant on it. And I, I sweated on that for like two or three days. And I pulled the trigger on it. And I've sold, I sold every single one of them. I price comped them. The numbers are right. It made sense. But $1,800 was a big hit starting out. And it was like, I know it'll sell, but I really, what's that going to do for the rest of my business? I'm waiting for this to pick in. But I sold a lot that week that already made up in my buy costs. Because I listed them all right away, and it was it was probably one of the better decisions. And it's that it was that fear, and I could have missed out on that deal, but luckily I was the only one that was interested. It was it was that fear of spending a lot of money with the negative. What if it doesn't sell? And I just blew all my money. It was that fear that I think a lot of people may have by only want to focus on the lower end stuff because it's a less risk. It, or it seems less risky. It doesn't have to be a risk if you do the research, gather the information, acquire the knowledge. It's no longer a risk to pay up for things that will make you a lot of money in the grand scheme. 
that is the hardest pill I think most resellers have to swallow because we're talking about margins here. Sometimes on those higher ticket items, you're going to have to pay up. Like if I got approached by, I don't know, uh, Walden's Books when Walden Books was a thing and they wanted to liquidate their Harry Potter stuff when Harry Potter was the biggest thing, I would probably pull the trigger on it. It makes sense. Like on the topic of like margin, unfortunately, Amazon, it's so it's just driven by price. It's stop trying to squeeze an extra two bucks out of a book that sells once a week. Right. If there's 20 people in a listing, the book selling once a week and you're like, well, I know I can get an extra five dollars out of this book. It ain't going to happen. Amazon is price driven. You got to have software. You need a repricer. You sure starting out brand new, you don't need a repricer. Once you have 200 items, which should happen pretty quick, you need to be repricing. That's how you win in the Amazon game. I'm tired of people like, I don't have sales. Well, are you repricing? Well, no, I don't want to spend, you know, first off, there's a, a free 30 day trial and reprice it costs 10 bucks a month when you start out under 500 items. If you can't afford the $10, then you don't, you shouldn't be in the Amazon space. Unfortunately, that's, I mean, that might be tough pill for somebody to swallow, but. $10 after 30 days of having a repricer for free, you should have already well made that money back from that. And uh, guess what? It's Amazon. My whole warehouse you see behind me, it's Amazon returns. That's what people do on Amazon. It's so easy to return items. I'm The, the return nonsense, listen, if you don't like it, go sell on eBay. Johnny B, you know, he, he's- Very little returns on eBay. He'll walk you right over to eBay with open arms. But guess what? You're going to have fun taking them photos. You're going to have fun dealing with the customers, right? Well, we're refund. An FBA refund, what do you got to do? Nothing. It gets sent back to Amazon. They say, hey, this is a used item. We can still sell it as used. You're done. You wash your hands of it. People get so caught up with the refunds. It drives me nuts. And I don't know. I think a lot of the outcry is because people, people, new people are getting into reselling right now because of the way the economy is that we mentioned. I don't know. It was six months for me to get the buy box. I don't know if that's changed or not. Um, so that could be another reason why you're not getting any sales and you're crying about that. It was a long time and I was active with it. I was. Um, and then one day I got it and it was great. So if you're if you're a newer seller and it's been three months, I mean, I know we forget about it because we got ours, right? But for those that haven't got it yet, just be patient. It'll be fine. I promise. Yeah, well, and the information's out there now, right? You know, there's multiple YouTube videos that talk about how you can kind of manipulate to get the buy box um, that we kind of tested out ourselves and seen what works. So, like, the proof is out there. So the fact, yet again, it's another one of those things where, you know, I'm texting you at 2 a.m. in the morning, like, I'm going to close my Amazon store. I don't have the buy box. My life is miserable. When in actuality, your response is going to be, well, what are you doing to get the buy box? What are we doing differently here? And that's kind of... Oh no. yeah, that, that was the thing too. I was trying. I I I remember those days. You remember though? I was complaining to you like every other week. Like, dude, I tried this, didn't work. Yeah. Dude, I tried this, didn't work. You got any ideas, man? I yeah, need else to try this week. I'm out of ideas. Give me an idea. The CD DVD buy box. Me and you literally were trying to figure that out. Yeah, we were. We were. We knuckled down on that one. Yeah, I was listing stuff. I was going to lose money on Merchant Fulfilled. I didn't care. I just wanted it to sell, so I would have some kind of extra metric. But like right, I was on the phone with the reply or on email correspondence with the reply. Yeah. Like, What's going on here? I don't understand. Is there some magic formula? And they gave me some pointers. Yeah, um, 
but people don't want to do that, right? It's much easier to, you know, whine about it than actually change something. You got to change something. If things ain't working, I mean, look at all these companies that have gone away, you know, just in just in this country alone that have did, never changed, right? They never went in and repainted the walls or, you know, put in new carpet. I mean, Kmart used to be one of the largest retailers, Sears, right? You know, everybody growing up, you have the Sears catalog for Christmas and you circle what you want, right? Like them days are gone because these companies, and you could even say it's the same thing with resellers. You have these people that have been reselling all these years and they're not changing with the platform. You said it yourself, right? You got more followers than some of these stores that have been doing this for as long as we've been alive. Yeah, they've been around 10, 20 years. Why don't they have a huge follower count? Because they didn't actually go out and push it. I'm pushing mine. And when it happens, you know, when when they come, you know, to my email and say, I don't understand why my business went under. I had 30,000, 50,000, 100,000 things listed. I'm going to say, well, what have you done differently in the past year? What have you done differently in the past month, right? It's like, you got to switch it up if it isn't working. And, you know, you can cry about it all you want. It ain't going to change nothing. Right. If you don't change like your pricing, as a for instance, stamps go up, uh, platform fees go up, your cost of goods are probably going to go up. You got to count that for ever. ever. People people always want to go down. Nobody ever wants to, to go right. up, right? It's always like, even with eBay, it's kind of like a race to the bottom. Not to the extent that Amazon is, but it's like people always think, well, if I just give it away, then it'll sell. Yeah, well, then you make no money and you spend and time. And that'll magically tell the algorithm in the sky, hey, you sold something, you're going to get 10 other sales. I mean... I'll tell you what. I run a busted eBay story, right? I don't list daily. And if I went out today and I found a desirable item like an iPhone and I listed it today or tomorrow, it would sell the same yeah. day if it was good photos and it was priced correctly. So the algorithm stuff, throw it out the window. If you're if you're selling things that are desirable and you understand that there's a sell-through rate for it, you got to understand that just because you see one sold doesn't mean yours is going to sell ever, right? It's like people see, well, the sold comp said it sold for this, right? Well, did the person actually pay for it? Uh, what you know, what was what was going on at that time that that actually sold? Was there something unique to their specific item they had? Was it signed? Was there you know defects to it or something? There's so many different things, and people are just like, well, I'm going to list this today, and it's going to sit there for you know, 18 months and never sell. And I'm never going to go back and look at the price or look at how many other people are selling it currently and what prices, what their listing quality looks like. I'm just going to, you know, it's like if I was you before you, but I did a bad job, right? I only yeah. sold the science fiction paperbacks and I took one photo and I priced all my stuff at the same price as you, $12.99 plus shipping. And all of a sudden you come onto the scene I have no idea, right? Because it's not like eBay sends me a notification like, hey, you have a, a direct competitor. Just like I would love an email my competitors. I love that. But yeah, yeah. So it's like the, all of a sudden my sales stop. And what's to blame? It's what's the blame? It's it's eBay. It's not I didn't even take the time to go see if Johnny B is out here doing it better than me. I'm just gonna blame eBay because I guess I guess nobody really has a face on eBay, right? You just blame eBay. It's not like I see, you know, Johnny B's like, oh, that guy, I can blame him, right? It's like, oh, it's just eBay. eBay hates me now, right? It's like right. the cop-out way to do it. It's like, come on, it's, it's so pathetic and lazy. Right, and then, um, like, if I, if I had a yacht, and I listed that yacht for $20 million, 
it may never sell. Honestly, because people who buy yachts, I don't know if they're buying used yachts. And even then, I don't know if they're buying used yachts on eBay, to be fair. But it's a $20 million yacht, right? So knowing your market and if it actually can sell, even in those higher expensive things, even in clothes, we see this. Some of those clothes, they're just too expensive. And they may never sell for one, two, three, four, five years before you see that money. Honestly. Yep. All right. I'm going to wrap this episode up here with kind of my final thoughts. Um, takeaway is if you're out there and you're not getting the results you want, reach out to somebody, right? You know, if I if I had a full-time eBay store and my eBay store was, you know, on the downtrend, I say, yo, Johnny, look at my store. What's going on? Give me some pointers. Uh, give me some ideas, you know, start thinking outside the box, just complaining about it and making YouTube videos about it, making, you know, social media posts that eBay's dead, eBay's a dying platform, there's less users than there's ever been, sales are down, yada, yada, it ain't going to change nothing, take action, even if you don't have anybody else to kind of reach out to and be like, hey, what's going on with my store, whether it's Amazon or eBay, if you start doing things the right way, I mean, if you're out there on social media, you're out there on YouTube, you can, there's plenty of sellers that do this the proper way and, and you can learn so much, right? Just go watch daily refinements videos. There's like 10 million of them. Those are you got to do. Yeah, yeah. You have to find the group. There's plenty of good stuff on the free stuff side. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, all, it's like every day you post a video and it's not even like his videos are just like educational. It's like, it's almost like business lessons within how to have an eBay store. Your camera just sucks, dude. I got to buy you a better camera. It's a logic. It's a, it was an expensive one. It's probably just old now. But yeah. I did, I did want to point out one thing before we end the thing here. Um, Mike said a moment ago, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight this. So, highlight. Um, Mike said he runs a broken eBay store. He knows that, but he doesn't cry about it. He has the expectation of, of I know I'm putting X work, and I'm gonna get Y results out of that. He doesn't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swear it out. He doesn't bitch about it. He knows that's what that's the result of it. So you, if but he has that knowledge. So I would say build your knowledge before you start crying, and before you even start crying, ask some questions. If everybody comes up empty, then I'll give you my blessing to bitch. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a toxic world. I highly recommend avoiding avoiding that because it, it will suck you in, right? It's like, it's a dark hole. And I can straight up tell you, you know, I've unsubscribed from a few people that I've been subscribed to on YouTube that were eBay sellers just because for the past month, it's been wah, wah, we wah. I don't need to listen to that, right? I got I got four cats that cry all day for food. I don't need any more, any more crying in my life. I got plenty of it that goes on, right? You know, I cry every night to Deb that my eBay sales suck. And she just says, shut up. And I'm just like, yeah, I know. I probably should. I don't know what I'm doing, but have realistic expectations and uh, and leverage, you know, the people around you. If you if you have a downswing or something, maybe something's going on. You know, shoot a message to somebody. Hey, what's going on? This is this is what I have going on. I'm not getting the same results. And, you know, even if it's not the correct idea, like me and JB bounce stupid ideas off each other all the time. But just to have somebody else to say, hey, that's stupid. I mean, it kind of makes you take a step back and rethink everything. And then you're like, yay, you know what? You're probably right. I probably shouldn't do that, JB, now that you really said that it's stupid. And now I look at it, it is stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm the arrogant jerk face. I don't mind telling Mike he's stupid sometimes. And I expect the same from him, honestly. Like, I have harebrained ideas. And I expect me him to call me a stupid, stupid McJerk face, stupid head. Sure. Yeah. 
and I, I think uh, we'll, we'll end it on this here. Surround yourself with people that are going to be straight up with you. You don't want somebody that's just going to sugarcoat it, right? You know, it's like if, if I if my sales suck and Deb's like, oh, it's all right. You know, you don't got to go out to thrift stores. You don't got to do anything. Things will just magically get better. It's never going to happen. And you don't want those people in your corner. You want people that are like, hey, you need to get out there. You need to get this done. You need to do that. That's how you win in this reselling game. So we will talk to you all in next week's episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. Today's full episode and all previous episodes are available to all YouTube members along with the weekly Zoom call and private Discord. Head on over to youtube.com backslash the used book guy and consider joining for as little as $2.99 a month.